special. It's like you're the host of a podcast or something. I know. Oh my god. Um, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> Do you remember when like everything was sponsored? Every podcast was sponsored by Squatty Putty. Yeah, and you know what? Where are they now? My mom has one. There's a squatty potty in my parents' upstairs bathroom. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's still... They had one. I don't know if it's still there. But let me tell you. It works. You definitely are squatting on the potty. Squatty. Alright, anyway. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to Two Gays and Digimon Podcast. We missed you. We did. We've been away for a while. We have. We've got we, some stuff happening. Got some stuff happening. We had... All good stuff. Birthdays. We're recording on a new microphone. Yeah, we're coming to you live in 4K. I don't know. I don't know what 4K means. I just know it's a thing. Okay. Say. So we're on a new microphone. We had a little mix-up. We went to go watch the, this episode's three episodes, and they were gone from Hulu. They were so fuck off Hulu. Yeah. But um, we also got to meet. Legend icon and star Sasha Colby. We did. Dressed as Arukenimon and Mummymon in costumes made by me. Mm-hmm. And we looked amazing. We looked amazing. She was nice and very confused. Yeah. That's okay. She, she Well, she liked your wig, too. Well, I was wearing the same wig that she was going to wear later. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we did find the episodes. We, okay. On the DVD box set. So we first, Hulu maybe. Ha- Pulled a lot of like key episodes of Digimon Adventure mm-hmm. Zero Two to put them for free on YouTube to prepare for Digimon Adventure Zero Two: The Beginning, the new movie that came out earlier this week as of our recording. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I have thoughts. I've shared most of them on our podcast Twitter at Two Gays Pod. T W O G A Y S T O T O D. And it was a film that we uh, I saw. Michael didn't see it because we are not done with Digimon Adventure Zero Two, and there have been some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So first, we actually started watching this first episode on Daily Motion. So shout oh, out to me. Daily Motion. Yeah, it was at a reduced speed. Yeah, it was Daily Motion and slow motion, and it had the Japanese opening, which led mm-hmm. me to think that maybe it was uploaded by someone from Canada, mm-hmm. and it was flipped. Like everything was mirrored, so that like mirrored opposite, everyone right? was left-handed all of a sudden and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Do you have thoughts on the Japanese opening? Like, I mean, it slaps. The music is. I listen. I love the d- 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 Digimon because like we've been with it for so long, but it is like very repetitive on its own, and then hearing it for two seasons in a row, and I think maybe we're about to hear it for a third season in a row. It, it gets a little. It loses its it loses a bit of its luster. I actually I, I love all the Japanese openings over the first three seasons. I think where the d d d is when they use it like as background music in in the in, episode in the episodes and it's yeah. not like every time they teach evolve. You no, know, you just hear like the it's not like d d d it's just you hear like banana banana Oh yeah, the, like the orchestra mm-hmm. rendition. Mm-hmm. So that is like my favorite part. Yeah, I think so. For a long time, when we listened to like the Japanese openings of Digimon in the car before we started the podcast, or when we were first starting the podcast, I wouldn't let you watch the. Or yeah, you wouldn't like, let you see the video. Yeah, <laughs> because 
the Japanese openings spoil so much stuff. Like, Arukenimon and Mummymon are in the opening, but they don't show up until, like, episode 20 or Episode, something. like, 25. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, this episode starts, and we are watching episode 38, A Very Digi Christmas, mm-hmm. or Holy Night, The Digimon Big Gathering. Which is a little ironic, because I'm currently wearing a Digimon Halloween shirt. Yes, we, I bought us Digimon Halloween shirts. I'll put them somewhere, you know, we're rocking. Mm-hmm. So we're in the digital world, and we're destroying spires, and Ken is inviting the other Digidestin to his first ever Quimbum party. Yeah. And he's like, he's all normal, he's nervous. He's nervous, but yeah. we're mom's like, we'll be okay, Ken. Suck it up. <laughs> we're mom would never say that. I know. And then uh, Ken's boyfriend Davis is making things awkward. Yeah. I started writing, every time it's like Davis and Ken in context of each other, I'm like, Davis and his BF, or like, Ken and his BF. I want Ken to break out to like a, I'm just Ken! Oh, I'm sure that there is somewhere, there the is King. a edited, like, if this, if Barbie had come out in the era of like, AMVs. Uh-huh. We, there would have been an I'm Just Ken with, like, clips of Ken as, like, the Digimon Emperor. I hope there's, like, a TikTok edit. And then, like, him. I'm, maybe I'll get better at TikTok and I'll make a TikTok edit. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Ken Joji fan cam. <laughs> How you like that? That's the only fan cam song you know, know. You know that Yoli is making Ken Joji fan cams. Oh. <laughs> but it's just of his soccer, not of his um, reign of terror. Yeah. Could you imagine if she had footage of, like, Ken Him, like, as the with, Digimon like, Emperor? Whipping Digimon. That'd be so crazy. I'd be like, why were you filming this, Yoli? Yeah. So everyone is invited, mm-hmm. and then Vimon gets roasted, where Vimon asks if the Digimon are also invited, which, like, why wouldn't they be? Mm-hmm. And then Ken's like, of course they are, Vimon. You might even catch Gatamon under the mistletoe. Yeah. And everybody laughs, because the funniest thing in Digimon Adventure Zero Two is to make fun of, Den- of Ken and Vimon. Nope. Of Davis and Vimon mm-hmm. for being like wholesome. And then Ken and Cody both have like a mild panic attack over like Ken's like his inner monologue is like, I hope Cody, Cody's probably still mad at me. I probably, I hope he says yes to coming to my party. And then Cody's like, Ken's probably still mad at me. I hope he invites me to his party. <laughs> and then they, then Ken invites Cody to the party. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I wrote that I actually think Ken and Cody. We've been because we've just finished all of our DNA evolutions, all the reveals. I actually think that Ken and Cody would have made a good pairing. Yeah, I like the idea of them maybe in like our fantasy reboot remake of Zero Two, of them swapping partners a lot of the time. Oh, because like a core lieutenant non-spoiler thing for the. New movie that just came out is that the Zero Two Digi Justin, including TV and Kari, they forge this bond with their Digimon and with each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would be cool to see them all have, like, this DNA Digivolution bond with each other. Yeah. In, like, different ways. That would be cool. So, then we touch the real world and there's some holiday camp with, like, the, the we're, like, we come in in, like, a mall situation and there's, like, a funny announcements about Christmas shopping or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't really do any research to see like how big Christmas is in Japan, but I'm sure it's big there because it's kind of big everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know how much... I think it's like... I bet it's like the commercialization of Christmas and less so like any religious holiday aspects of it. Yeah, I was gonna I say... I know that Christianity is like observed in Japan as one of like the 
three like major religions. The the but. sense I got from this episode and from other media I've seen that's like based in Japan is like Christmas is like a big deal, but it's also more casual than it is here. Like they were just casual, like hanging out with their friends and just doing normal stuff, like the day before and day of Christmas, as opposed to like. We yeah. all have to spend time with all of our cousins and, like, like Christmas is, like, a whole process here. Well, I think also, like, traditionally, um, American families are a lot bigger. That's true, yeah. So, then we see that... Uh, Matt's having some band trouble. Matt's having some band trouble. And then he gets a phone call from his dad that he's gonna, dad's gonna miss dinner. Mm-hmm. And then Matt's like, you can't cook anyway. And then Matt's dad <laughs> is like, that's not what you said before about my cooking. And then... And I was like, jokes on you, Dad, I fed it to the dog. And I was like, what dog? Gabumon? Yeah, and it's, it, it, it has, it's like the classic trope of, like, divorced dad and, like, teenage son. Dynamic. Oh, dad can't We're, cook. Yeah, well, like, the dad, the son, like, is taking just as much care of the dad as the dad is the son at that point. And, but Matt. It was kind of sweet. Matt can cook, though, remember? Yeah, he, well, he was <laughs> indentured servitude. Well, unprofessionalism. Somebody had to like my tweet about Big Brother. <laughs> Team Felicia, Team Suri. Yeah, shout out to the winner of BB25. Team Blue. Uh, Blue Kim. Don't kill that, I'm a Team Americori too. Yeah. I say that like, you know, you're not going to edit this later. <laughs> you're exactly that with me whispering that to the mic. So, anyway, we cut to Mom and Dad plotting something. Um, oh, Mr. Mummy, Mom and Ark, anyway. So, okay, then, ass. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we're like, also back at, out and about, and we see that TK's mom met up with Davis's dad, mm-hmm. talking about, like, weird homework stuff, and like, oh, yeah. TK's such a great kid, like, thanks for letting him always hang out with Davis, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is just, like, giving me more of, like, TK was supposed to be Davis's, like, rival, like. Yeah. And then we see <laughs> creepy tall man. We see a mysterious, not at all ominous man, Oikawa. Yeah, who's kind of dressed like Mummy Ron, also. Like a little bit, yeah. Like silhouette, it's like yeah. a long navy blue like trench coat thing. Yeah. Um, and his face is gray. Yeah, he's not at all creepy. Yeah, and he's to... super normal government official. Yeah, totally. He's actually a reporter. Oh, because remember Matt's mom was a journalist, or Matt and TK's mom was a journalist. Oh, when he said he was like reporting on it, I thought it was like he was investigating it for the, for like the, not the FBI, obviously. But... He might be like an investigative reporter. Okay. Uh, he investigated the Odaiba incident, which kick-started everything. everything, and then he also invest- investigated Mayota's mom's appearance in uh, Japan four years prior to this story, and he vaguely threatens TK and Matt's mom about yeah. she should be careful who she lets her boys play with, which that's creepy. You're watching her kids? Also, uh, never forget that Matt and TK's mom's name is Nancy. <laughs> so then... And they are using the digiports to unite the OG Digidestin with their partner Digimon for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not at all plot convenient or anything. Yeah. Just casual. Yeah. You know, it's coincidental. Real world, we cut to Ken's mom at work. Love her. Mm-hmm. And her coworker observes that Ken has changed a lot. So they they reunite everybody with their Digimon partner, including sending Palmon to New York to oh, be with yeah. Mimi in like a Santa sack. Yeah, it's very cute. Well, they all they're all in Santa sacks. Well, they they kind of do it in a weird way with Palmon, where they like they like shove her in the bag, and she's like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Just trust us." And they just like 
digital digiport her to New York's to Mimi's bedroom in New York City. Yeah. Which is like cute and fine, but it was like it was weird it like low key resembled a kidnapping for a second. Or a digi-napping. So then we uh the Digi Dustin and Digimon all reunited. It was very cute. Love it. Didn't cry at all. Cried a little bit. Cry a little bit. And then we cut to Sora and Bioman waiting outside like the stage door for Matt concert. Yeah. Uh, and Sora has a gift for Matt, and she's all, ooh. She, she's got a crush. Ooh. Yeah. And, and a, Ty comes a over weird, A weird love triangle between Matt, Sora, and Ty is developing. This is, like, shipping. Um, it's a love rectangle, because you're forgetting a very important person in this. Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June. I mean, it's more like, I guess it's more like a triangle with, like, an extra shape trying to, like, cling on but not having any love. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm setting up that, like, Matt and Sora will get married and then Ty will marry June. Isn't June Ty's sister? Ty's sister's name is Kari. Kari. Who, June's Dave's Dave's, sister. okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know this isn't but she right. she looks just but, like, like, her like, hair looks just like Ty's. Yeah. That's why, I think that's why my brain, I was like, she's not Ty's sister, but then, like, who is she? Why is she here? Forget about Davis. So then there's the Itchy Joji Christmas party. Very cute. Mm-hmm. I, my next thing says awkward misidentification, but I don't know what that's in reference to. Um, was it about Yoli playing Go Fish? No. So then we're back at the concert, <laughs> and Matt's music kind of slaps. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe Matt wrote Skater Boy. <laughs> the song starts with, like, you have a girl, and you have a boy. No, I play. It, I just remember the... Just turn around yeah, and you'll see what's behind me. I, I need it on Spotify ASAP. Yeah. I need to bump it. I need to, I need to, I need to do a cover. You know what, though? Spotify Wrapped ends on October 31st and it's already November. Why are they ending Spotify Wrapped? No, like, like when you get your Spotify Wrapped in December, oh, okay. it's your listening stats from January through the end of October, which is stupid. What Digimon do you think runs with Spotify Wrapped? Oh. Edamon. Edamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which Digimon do you think has the most embarrassing uh, Spotify and rap? I think it's Vmod. Oh, like a partner Digimon? Yeah, or just like in general. I think it's Gomamon. Okay. But I don't Gomamon listens only like SoundCloud um, rap. Gomamon is um, not afraid to be cringe. You're right. You're right. He doesn't have a cringe. He has a cringe meter, but it doesn't have a limit. So. June was at the concert with Yoli's sister, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I always was like, you know what, if I was a Digimon Zero Two character, I would be that girl that's with June, because I'm, like, involved, but I'm not, like, a main character, and I just realized that that is Yoli's sister, like, the first time we watched it for this podcast. Oh, really? I was like, oh my god, crazy. Yeah. So... Then we get mom and dad plotting and scheming mm-hmm. to bring a spot, a control spire to real life Tokyo. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So our Mon says, "Like, oh, good, I love concerts." Um, who are our, who is our Mon bopping? Who 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 are her favorite musicians? Because I have some thoughts. Um, what's that? Oh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, one. okay, interesting. Um, whatever, like, famous loudest there is. Izzy. From, Izzy from Big Brother Time. <laughs> and, um... And Lizzo. Uh, and yeah. Lizzo, yeah. Uh, and then, also, whatever band says the song Boris the Spider. I don't think I know that song. It's like some classic rock song that my dad used to, like, oh. play. Oh. 
see, I think she listens to, like, mostly women. So I'm thinking, like, around that time period, she's super into, like, Evanescence. I'm thinking she likes, like, goth stuff. Well, Ira Kenimon looks like she's in an Evanescence music video. Yeah, exactly. I think she's a big Susie and the Banshees fan. She also looks like Susie from Susie and the Banshees. Like, yeah. But I think she has, like... Ira Kenimon, if she was a good Digimon, she'd be playing Little Fair right now. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think she's really into, like, Bjork, too. Yeah. Um, but I think she has, like, a soft spot for, like, some, like, horny male 90s alt rock. I think she really likes, like, Counting Crows or something. Or, like, Goo Goo Dolls. Um, yeah, I think she's, she like, likes, oh, this hits. She likes, um, Katie Lang. Yes, she does like Katie Lang, absolutely. You know why? Because she's with Mommy Mon and she hates him. Maybe she should be a lesbian. Like, maybe she just doesn't realize. Maybe she hates Mommy Mon because she doesn't hate men. Because, like, honestly, for her... You heard of her first. All lesbians hate men, apparently. No! <laughs> Because Mommy Mon, let's be real, Mommy Mon is, like, the ideal man for her, because he's literally such a simp, and she still hates him. So, like, if he's not gonna, maybe she's, she's just, barking up the wrong tree. She's just grumpy. Yeah, fair enough. Remember, because, like, every time something is, like, wrong, she's always like, Mommy Mon, I need you. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I, then we get the same three camera guys. Yeah, the one AV team. That we always get. The one AV, t- AV team in all of Odaiba. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also the ones that are all, like, remember they got, like, attacked by those Digimon during the, like, Myotismon arc? Yeah, they were, like, trapped in the office with Matt's dad They or were something. trapped in a van. Oh. And then they, like, helped the Digidestin's parents, like, fight the Bakemon. Hell yeah. So Dark Chimamon and Bakemon attack. There are Digimon everywhere. Everywhere. And OG Digimon can't digivolve. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the O2 kids playing cards. It's very friendship. Mm-hmm. Yoli cannot get the concept of Go Fish. And it cuts to Yoli being like, No, no, no! And they're like, Relax, Yoli. Just say Go Fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you think that, like, Family game night with her siblings must be intense. <laughs> you, have like, you, have to, you have to keep that strap. Yeah. And then they're like, let's play a different game. And then Davis is like, I have an idea. How about strip pop? And then gets cut off. I forgot about that. Crazy. So weird. Insane. I think I glossed over it this time we watched it. Because the first time we watched it, I lost my mind. Yeah, it is insane. That he's about to say strip poker. Yeah, like why would they show that on the on the television on the programs? Because it's a silly goofy joke. Yeah. So, tie seven to zero two kid. Hello, we lost audio at this point, but basically, I just introduced that Ken's mom came in and was like, "Oh, it's some kid named Ty for your friend Kari," and I, I love Ken's mom. They arrive in style to the battle and everybody did you all. Well, wait, wait, wait. You missed one part. There, or one note I had was that Mrs. Ichijoji has like this internal monologue of like, it's so good that Ken has friends again. It's making him so happy. And I'm like, and she says like, friendship is important to blah, 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 or whatever. And I'm like, Mrs. Ichijoji is literally your internal monologue. Just like out, out loud. Like she, it's 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 your brain personified. Like she's just narrating so your feelings about the thematic elements of this episode. Yeah, it's really cute. So there's a big battle, mm-hmm. and it's uh they destroy the control fire. So then, so everybody comes in, 
They're carrying in that piece, and by that piece, I mean armor digivolve. <laughs> and then everybody can, uh, they can destroy the control spire so everybody can digivolve. So then we get like a bunch of digivolutions. <laughs> Everyone is here. <laughs> yeah, we. Michael turned to me and went, uh, Digimon Ultimate. Everyone is here. <laughs> and then I was like, fashion. Zero to the beginning also has know. like four minutes of digivolution sequence. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you guess? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so now that we have all the digivol- digivolutions, who's your favorite? Kyojuman, Sophiemon, or Shakuamon? Shakuamon's your favorite? Yeah. Kyojuman. Interesting. Usually Kyojuman. it's like not that. Shakuamon's usually like bottom of the third. For me it's like Kyojuman just has gun. He's just Vimon with gun. And I don't think so. I think he like does a, the best job of combining like of This is true. Like he's he's he, he's like ex Vimon with gun, but then he's also like wearing like Stingmon's armor and has like Stingmon's claws and stuff. This is true. I just like I find Digimon, whose weapon is gun, to be not that interesting. Wow, Mummymon Mummy called out. Well, at least Mummymon's gun is like a like electric web stun gun thing. Yeah. It's not just like bullets. Digimon just has like a, a, a rail gun. <laughs> no, um, it's not a rail gun. It's a it's a whatever gun. He's got I think the tag is called Desperado Blaster. That's, it's a cool name. Yeah. Um, and then Sylphiemon is really cool, but Sylphiemon kind of also just looks like a like a another Digimon creature thing. Where Shakuamon looks so like different and unique to the Digimon that I was like, oh. Like it just stands out to me a lot. It's also huge. It's huge and it's like a little creepy. Yeah, I think that it's actually like a pretty good combination of Anjumon and Ankylomon. Yeah. I like I like all three of them. I think Sylphimon's my favorite. So. Yeah. I mean I like Sylphimon too, but Sylphimon just doesn't stand out as much compared to like other Digimon, if that makes sense. Okay. Is, is that fair, you think? It's your opinion, so... I think all Digimon designs are good. So then, Joe comes up with the brilliant idea that they have to open the Digi port and send all the Digimon back to the digital world. Mm-hmm. So, that's what they do. We do. And we find out that Arcanimon can move freely between worlds. And they have a great visual of, like, cars going, like, on the highway, like, in opposite directions. In opposite directions. And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. And then they bully Davis some more. Yeah, one day that boy is going to snap. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, like, like the, Davis says that he forgot to get his car under the mistletoe, which I'm like, oh, that's cute. Because, like, the thing about Davis is that he's moved on from, like, harassing Kari to being, like, a hopeless romantic. To being, like, hopelessly in love with Kari. And, like, like, Ty literally says, trust me, Davis, you'll never understand women. And I'm like, Ty, you're like 14. 
And you're sipping after a girl who likes Matt more. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, Matt's, uh, Ty you're says that. You're sipping after a girl who had better chemistry with Joe. Yeah. Ty says that to Davis, and literally all 11 of the other, or however many of them. Laugh. La- like, both groups of Digi Destin. Yeah. All laugh at Davis's face. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, they're bullying you, dude. So then, Ty, uh, we cut back to the Kamiya household. Ty and Kari's house. Ty and Kari still share a room. Yeah. And they are like 14 and like 12, 13. I wonder if it's just like expensive apartment, nice neighborhood. They got three rooms. They got or they got the living room, they got the bathroom, they got the kitchen, and they got two bedrooms. Yeah, but I'm also like, that sucks. That's strange. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then Agumon asks Ty to tell him a Christmas bedtime story, and Kari is like, I got one. And she does like a cute, like, um, Twas the Night Before Christmas style poem. Mm-hmm. And I didn't write it all down, but I mean, you mm-hmm. can find it, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah. Well, not on Hulu. Not on Hulu. Maybe I'll, I'll edit it in and post. Yeah. Well, they can find it on Daily Motion, as long as they don't mind watching it at 80% speed. And then the next morning, we are in the Motomia household. Mm hmm. And June wakes up Davis to tell him about a special news report. There are control fires all over the world. Mm -hmm. Digi ports are opening all over the world. Yeah, and there are control fires. Yeah. And then we head into episode 39. Episode 39 is called Draman Power, or All Digi Destined in Action, Imperial Draman. Oh, well, there there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder who's going to make their debut in this episode. Um, Action. Action Mon. Action Mon. He's like a like a like a GI Joe. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thank you. I have. I think I talked about this in a previous episode. I have a. I was really okay as a kid. I was really into like Anjuman and Anja Woman, and I wanted like all of like the OG and because there's also like Devimon and Lady Devimon, right? So I wanted all of them to. Like, all of, like, the original Digimon that they kind of made friends with to have, like, a female counterpart. So, like, my, like, OC Digimon partner is Lioness Mon. But I was like, oh, it'd be great for Mondemon's counterpart to be, like, a different kind of toy. And so I was like, oh, Barbie Mon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Action Mon would be, like, a great, like, counterpart. Like, what if, like, Barbie Mon has, like, all these action Mon that are, like, just little action figure guys that, like, serve her or whatever? <laughs> so, we have a recap by Ty in the beginning of this episode. And then we have a Power Rangers reference. We do? Yeah, it says, we interrupt the Power Rangers Arbor Day special to bring you this breaking news report. Oh, right, they did say that, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's because Power Rangers is also, like, produced so, by Saban. Yeah. So, Davis needs to go save his... Oh, so... All the Digimon are attacking in different parts of Japan, and they're all going to go meet at Izzy's house to figure out what to do. Davis is like, nah, I have to go see my boyfriend, Ken. While they're running, they have these cute little hooded... The Digimon have these little hooded disguises. Yeah. Except unless they're the ones that are big enough to carry, like Gatomon or whatever. Yeah. They're like the traitors. Okay. We literally make so many references to reality television shows. <laughs> uh, so then... Davis has to go send his, save his boyfriend in Tamachi. Yeah, and he and Ty annoying Ty needs to tell him off because of course he does. And then Kari backs her brother because of course she does. Yeah. But then Davis gets up for and himself. Then and Davis stands up for himself. Gets his point across. And then Ty's like, no, you're right. You, you, someone needs to go help him. And we see that the, the world militaries cannot combat the emerging Digimon threat. 
No. There's a scene where, like, a boat gets attacked by some sea Digimon, and I was like, just imagining it's below deck. Oh my god. Another, so many another reality, reality show. Slay boots. So we cut to the digital world, and Azulongmon meets with not a Jedi, and Azulongmon gives not a Jedi a Digicore. Mm-hmm. Back in the real world, Izzy is getting emails from Digidescent from all over the world, and... They need to unionize. Izzy wants to unionize. Which I made that joke, and then they said it in the episode, and I was like, oh. You wrote, I, wrote the, I wrote this episode wrote this episode. I wrote this episode when I was like seven. Oh. Ken and Davis are fighting Triceramon and Tamachi. Mom and Dad and their spire are stopping Wormmon, if only he could armor Digifa. <laughs> Which he can. Yeah. And I was like, I know that they probably thought it was stupid to have, like, all these cool armored Digimon and then Wormmon Digivolve into, like, a cute fairy called Poochimon. But, like, I think that's cute, especially because, like, Wormmon and Ken, like, went through so much strife and then they, like, Digivolve into something, like, wholesome and sweet. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. We see that Oikawa is creepily observing the battle. He's so creepy. He's just, that's a tall, creepy man, right? Yeah. So then, uh, oh, I also wanted to make a note that, like, a lot of the, these next few episodes are really them blowing up control spires and, like, gen- general property destruction. Mm-hmm. Like, control spires are towers. They really lucked out on this being pre-9-11. This was pre-9-11? Yeah, like, this aired pre-9-11. They really lucked out, yeah. The, they had, like, made this and then had to release it in, like... This episode, these episodes are probably airing, like, maybe, like, let's see. Like, weeks before? Or, like... No, no, like... I'm not researching it while on the pod. Doing some research on the podcast. Doing some research on the podcast. Doing some research on the podcast. So this episode aired in Japan, January 7th, 2001. Where were you on January 7th? Aired in the U.S. March 31st, 2001. Half, yeah, half a year. Yeah. Not even. They they lucked out for sure. That's insane. Maybe they predicted it. No, they did not. It's like how... Don't put that on Digimon. Well, you know there's like a... You know <laughs> that the Digimon would have stopped 9-11 if they had the, the ability. You know there's like a weird amount of media that like kind of predicted 9-11? Like there's like a rap album with an album cover of like a plane crashing into the Twin Towers and it came out in like 1999. Anyway. Or maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> Maybe less 9-11. Content warning, 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's time to Digivolve. Mm-hmm. We get a note from Mom, our Kenny Mon, that these are real Digimon who are attacking. She didn't make them out of control spires. And we get a weird roast from Dad, Mummy Mon, um, where he's like, they're probably too busy selling their trading cards because the world's going to end. And I'm like, what? I think, I think it was probably a dubbing joke because this is also, like, Y2K. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I'm surprised there's not more references to, considering this is taking place in, like, 2002. Like, within the universe of the show. Yeah. This is 2002. So I'm surprised there's not, like, more Y2K, like, all of the world is going to end. Well, wasn't Y2K, like, January 1st, 2000, they thought it was going to end? Yeah, but I'm I'm surprised that, like, like, 2002 is not that far off. Yeah. And, like, this is being dubbed probably in 2000, 2001. A true, yeah. So, um, Mom is suspicious that only Davis should, uh, should join to help Ken. 
And yeah. then Mummy Mon joins the fray to try to impress everything. Mm-hmm. At Izzy's house, they gotta travel. All, they gotta they gotta go all over the world, they decide, mm-hmm. <laughs> to help the international Izzy Dustin. But how? But how will they do this? Some they sh- summon not a Jedi. Who? Jedi! Oh, wait, first? Hot Jedi. Oh, no, he's hot! Uh, He's hot except for his stupid little ponytail. It's Jedi. Which again, the ponytail's also giving Jedi. It's like, yeah, I. You've never seen Star wait, Wars, but wait, there's when like did a, the when did the prequels come out? Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and two, so two thousand five. They probably modeled this Jedi, this version of Jedi after Star Wars. Yeah, because um, he is dressed like because I have never seen Star Wars, but I know enough about Star Wars to know that he is dressed like a Jedi. He's dressed like like Qui Gon and. He's, Anakin he's, in the first movie. He's Qui-Gon Jedi. Yeah. So then, Jedi is here, and he's gonna fushigi. <laughs> you knew this joke was coming. I know, but like I'm thinking about all the lines he says. So he has like a like a the, the digi orb, the digi core, the digi core, and it's like a glowing orb. And he's like, "This will solve your problem." But he he's giving lines that sound like he's actually trying to sell them, like a like a crappy like. Uh, infomercial product like Fushigi where he's like, this will change your life. This will give you all the power you need to succeed. Like, I have, these are rare. You should make sure you take good care of it. Like, he keeps saying stuff well, like that I mean, the whole time. it's true, because it, <laughs> you find out that the Digicore gives the power to the original Digidestin's partner to evolve to ultimate. I know, but like, transposing all of those quotes to, pick, to, to imagine he's like talking about Fushigi is so funny, because they still work perfectly well, just in a totally different, like, yeah. direction. It, it's like a phony salesman way. So the Digicore is going to help them do the thing. The thing is to make Imperial Tomorrow. Yeah, it's like a super mega armor Digivolve. Well, it's the Digivolve form of Pyodramon. Yeah. So I recently read a thing that, like, the reason why Imperial Dramon blows up a castle in his Digivolution sequence mm-hmm. is because the creator of or the director of the season or whatever was like, well, there's going to be episodes where there's not always a battle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make sure there's some action happening. So and I was like, I was like, there, if he's digivolving, there's a battle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just really had maybe he, the country of Scotland. Maybe he knew that there was going to be four minutes of digivolution sequences. <laughs> and so he just like, well, we're not going to get, spice one of them we're not going to get to the battle of this episode. <laughs> so dad, Moimon, He's out of the fight. He's like, I am not strong enough to take on Imperial yeah, Dramon. I'm out. Bye, bitch. So, Imperial Dramon is clearly their ticket to destroying <laughs> the spires around the world. They, Ken and Davis literally go on, like, a Japanese tour of destroying all of the control spires. And, and because, of course, Japan has multiple control spires. Um, not to backtrack, but when Mummy Mon pieces out, I'm picturing, like, when Roadrunner, like, sprints away and there's still, like, the cloud of dust, like, hanging out for a second. I'm imagining that, but he, like, has picked up all of his, like, human clothes, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, should we talk about Imperial Dramon and his, like, design? Yeah, what are your thoughts on Imperial Dramon? Um, I don't think there's enough Stingmon. I agree. Um, but he's... I think that's the general consensus. A lot of people actually, not actually friend of the pod, but I think is aware of the pod, Carney X. He's a friend. I, I mean... I he will be a, a future friend of the pod, maybe. Yeah. Shout out maybe to Karn. Maybe listening now. Hi, Shout out to Karn. Yeah. Shout out to Wales. Shout out to Wales. Yeah. He actually pointed out that someone maybe pointed out to him, but I, I kind of got it through him in one of his videos that Imperial Jamon 
kind of looks like Grand Coagamon, who is like a common megaform for Wormmon. Okay. I don't think that's like enough to justify it being like their yeah, combined digivolution. We don't have that contextual evidence yeah. in the show. So, but I mean, like, I was like, oh, that makes me feel like a smidgen bit better about it in general. But I was like, yeah, I'm a little bit. I like Imperiodramon, but I, it just feels like it's Vmon's megaform. Yeah, he's he's huge. He's huge. Huge. Ginormous. Gigantic. Hmm. So, Imperiodramon is the ticket to uh, destroying the control spires around Japan and clearly the world. And Davis and Ken literally go on a tour of Japan, destroying control spires, sending Digimon back to the digital world. It's a great time. With ease. With ease. Which, like, to be fair, Imperial Digimon did say he's literally the strongest of all the Digimon. I think he's the strongest Digimon that they have, you know, Oh, okay. Because I'm pretty, I'm sure, like, Azulongmon is stronger. <laughs> That's true. He is the, one of the lords. Yeah. So, get out of the way! It's the lord! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, oh, mom and dad must form a new plan. We have been asking during this podcast, where is Jenai? And now we know. Jenai has been up to keeping the digital world safe from the human world. Yeah. But he, he says that the human world observed the battles with the Dark Masters, Myotismon, and, like, watched the battle with a Pokemon in the sky four years ago. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, ever since then, world militaries and governments have been trying to find access to the digital world. So him and his associates have been on the internet keep uh, changing and hiding information that they have about the digital world, keeping it safe from yeah. humans. They said, like, changing the code of the computers from the inside. Yeah. Which, like, I don't think that actually makes sense with jargon, but I think, like, to it kids, sounds it's, like, cool. yeah, it's, like, a, a distillation of it. We also he also says we because there's like apparently a bunch of him that are all identical mm-hmm. but all of different names. Well, we kind of saw. Remember in the first adventure when Kari got possessed by that mysterious thing and took Banana Journey through the past and like showed them like how the Digimon were born and mm-hmm. like they got their tags and crests and yeah stuff. We saw a bunch of hooded, robed figures in that like laboratory or wherever they were. Yeah, so. Did they give an explanation for why he looks so young again, or did he just? I think of... I think it's because he has split up his power. Oh, okay. And so, like maybe old Jedi is like more powerful or whatever. Maybe okay. So there are other Jedi's around the world helping the international digestant, and they must travel globally to different points where there are an open digiports from Digimon back home. Mm-hmm. Those points are Hong Kong, New York City, Sydney. Mexico City, Moscow, and Paris. It's weird that there's, like, only one in the Southern Hemisphere, maybe? It's weird that there's one in Africa. Or South America. Like, why not, like, Rio? Well, or, like, also, Buenos Aires? I could also see, um, like, Mexico City being the perfect meeting point between North and South America. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's not why, but... <laughs> yeah. So, there are two for the international digestant, and before they leave and take off on Imperial Dramon... Izzy's mom runs up to them, and she says as soon as she knew, saw, saw in the news that the Digimon were back, she knew that Izzy would be gone for a while, so she made him some rice balls for his trip. Aww. And I was like, oh, Izzy's mom. Imperial Ultraman gives us a camp, uh, please keep your legs and arms inside the ride at all times speech. Oh, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, like, if there's any turbulence in our flight, it's probably just something I ate. <laughs> and then, Mom gets a phone call. New orders. Who could they be from? That's true. First of all, she has a phone. Yeah, did, did she? Does she got games on that phone? Does she pay for that phone? I bet she... I bet she still has... Who's paying that phone bill? She, Who's paying that phone bill? I don't know. But they you don't know. have money? You know what I, I, She's a spider! You know what I bet she does have, though? What? I bet she still has Fluffy Bird. She never deleted it. She's... She, she, <laughs> you has, remember? she has a Nokia. Like, it's... Oh, so she's got that snake game. Yeah. She, she gets the phone call. It's just like... No, she gets the phone call and it'll be... And she'll be like, oh, I hate this ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we should write... We should violate their copyright and write our own Digimon show. Yeah. <laughs> so, Take that away. Who do you think that they're from? Who do you think they're from? I have from? no I don't. I have no idea. And I don't think oh. I have a way of knowing. Is it, I mean, unless it's a pre-existing character. I'm not telling you, so... I don't know who the call's from. Oh. Wormon. He has great phone etiquette. No, he has no idea. He betrayed the team like that. He's betraying... He's... He's like double crossing oh. our Kenny one and Mon. He's a double. He's, like, he's a double, double, he's a, double. He's like, yeah, he's like a uh, two squared, which is four. He's two halves of a whole idiot. <laughs> no, that's me. That's war- That's our Kenny one and Mon. Yeah. So that brings us to episode forty. Already, we've molded to this episode. Yeah, and also like, this it's so season. Good. It's so good to be back. Yeah. I cannot believe we're at episode 40. There's only like 12 episodes left or whatever. Yeah, the DVDs I got, there's only one more disc after this one, so. Yeah, we have a DVD box set, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, because now we have all the seasons ready to roll. It's my, dr- it's my dream since <laughs> childhood. <laughs> You're welcome. So before twenty four ninety nine will get you on Amazon. Before DVDs were even invented, I was like, someday, <laughs> I'll have a DVD box set of the first four seasons of Digimon. <laughs> I don't know what DVDs are. Uh, Digimon, Vimon, Digimon. <gasps> Hello, my name is Vimon, Digimon. <laughs> Vimon, Digimon, Digimon. <laughs> Digimon, comma, Vimon, Digimon. <laughs> We're so stupid. We're so stupid. Uh, you know I'm enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> I hope so too. Our little silliness. Our silly so, games. episode 40 is called Digimon World Tour Part 1. And this episode... Oh, I like the Japanese title better. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry, Japanese title. New York, Hong Kong, Super Melee. Oh, that's that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, this episode dips its toes into the worlds of geopolitics. There's like two or three references to like China and Hong Kong having like territorial disputes and like problems at the border. Yeah, I which is wild. I okay, so this episode starts with a recap from Kari, where Kari's asking the real questions. While they're off watching the world, who's watching our Kemimon? And I have an idea. I think that something should have happened in these last couple episodes. And I think something should have maybe be happening at home that we keep seeing. Mm-hmm. As we like reference back to Japan while the Jishiyasin are off globetrotting. Uh-huh. I think there's a character who could be getting a Digimon partner at this point. June? June! Bitch, that's June. I think it being up to June to say, to like, to spy on Arukenimon and Mummymon even if she didn't have Digimon, she's just doing that on her own. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah. Or, you know what or else? May, or maybe, you know or maybe it turns out that, like, our Digimon is supposed to be June's Digimon. Do you know who's helping her? Uh, 
her her one true ally, Julie's sister, Matt's dad. Because <gasps> Matt's dad knows about like all the Digimon stuff. Yeah. Well, honestly, you know what? Who it should be? It should be like the parents. Yeah, they're all teaming up. Well, what they Joe's brother, who they need is who they need is Matt and is Mimi's parents. Yeah, but they're in New York. Who are, would not be afraid to run over our Kennymon with the car? They're in New York. They're in New York. Eating their pizza. With and their bagels. Forget about it. Not, hey, not, I'm Digivolving here. Not a scoop bagel, though. Absolutely not. Remember what I said? Hey, no, I'm Digivolving here. Mm-hmm. That was so good. good. Yeah. Not just step on you're, your scoop bagel. No, reference. your Dustin Hoffman is amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Dustin Hoffman mod. This episode is peaking all over the place. There are levels. <laughs> so, we cut to NASA in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Or the the shuttle space station, yeah, whatever. And they see Imperial German flying, yeah. And they're like, "It's a UFO. We have to call headquarters immediately." Which, and then the uh, they're like, "Um, it's a monster." And then another astronaut says, "Oh, those things that are all over the TV. My kids can't get enough of those cute fuzzy things." And I'm like, "That's a Pokemon, Pokemon reference. reference." Yeah, I wrote down here that in in the world of the show, it's right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Imperial Jermon is flying through the sky across the world at impossible speeds. He's Santa Claus. <laughs> He's Santa Claus. With, like, way more gun. Does he have gun? He has, like, big laser. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe Santa has big laser. There was supposed to be a Santa Mon in Outmon. <laughs> just unreleased. Oh, that's cool. I'm just picturing a world where Santa has, like, laser eyes. Like, <laughs> like in it's the Marvel... Continuity Santa Santa is an Omega level mutant. Really? Yeah. Is it like an X Men thing? Yeah, he's like a super powerful mutant with like that's cool as hell. Teleportation powers and stuff. That's awesome. So we drop off TK and Ty in Paris. Mm-hmm. Izzy and Carly. Don't see them for us yet. In Hong Kong, Cody and Joe in Sydney. Sydney. Yoli and Sora in a Moscow blizzard. Mm-hmm. Matt and Ken in Mexico City. Well, Matt and Ken and Davis get dropped off in Miami. Yeah. Which then leads them to Davis and Matt, or Ken and Matt going off to Mexico City in a helicopter. Because Davis meets up with, well, hi, Davis. It's me, Michael. Michael. And Michael. How bad is that? So Davis, they split up after they meet up with Michael. And Davis is starstruck by the pilot, who is Michael's dad, a famous movie star, who's in Davis's favorite movie. He's a hot. He is kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to a girl in her aerodromon confronting Shogun Geckomon in at Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. Because one thing Digimon Winter Zero 2 is going to do, there's going to be a person standing on top of an aerodromon. That's true. They always do that. She had to bring it back. You know, we spent like the first like we had 20 to episodes. Of Evil Ken standing on top of Erdogan. Mm-hmm. It's an homage. So we cut to Mimi's parents trying to flee New York City. It's Mimi, bitch. Mimi and Paman take off with leaving a silly little note to meet up with Davis and Michael in Central Park. The, N- the NYC Jedi is named Benjamin. Is there not? Is there not? Yeah. Benjamin. It's such a normal name compared to Jedi. <laughs> right. So then we see that the U.S. Digidestin which recently, I, I, I always called them like growing up the New York City Digidestined. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're supposed to be from New York. No, City. they're all they're from. I all think over they're the from US. across the U.S. I think a couple of them are. I think Phil was also New York City. I bet like Phil and Michael and Mimi would be like, yeah. New York City. 
but I think Tatum, who's the girl with the air tomorrow, uh-huh. I think she might be from Canada. Yeah. Probably. Probably Toronto. Tatum or more Canadian than American to me, and then also, like, not sure. we saw her at Niagara Falls, so she's either from upstate New York or Niagara Falls. She's from Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> they're all from, like, very, like... They're all from obscure cities. Like, like, all... like, yeah. like, no offense to Buffalo, but, like, C-tier famous cities. Like, <laughs> they're from, like, Buffalo, Albuquerque, um... I think Missoula. Of, I think like, them might be from Albuquerque. Lou, the kid with Tortomon. Oh yeah, he might be. He might be from Albuquerque. He's definitely from like the Southwest. Yeah, he's. He he's be like Phoenix. It looks to me like he's a El Paso. It looks to me like he's a Native American. Yeah. Okay. So we see that a kid named Phil is with his partner Florisa Mon. Mm-hmm. Did you ever stop talking about him? I've never seen him before. He's like a flaming lizard with a metal helmet on. Yeah. Um, kind of might have been Maramon. A little bit, yeah. They're trying to escort some Digimon to Central Park, but Cherrymon, who's one of the Digimon there... Um, Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleckmon attacks a Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. Like the big Christmas tree yeah. that always put in Rockefeller yeah. Center. Which, what a, what a weirdo. So then they all, they all go to help Phil, and so we get to see Betamon, Digimon to Seijamon, and we get... The queen, the diva, she is a diva. Miss Fierce Alicious. Uh, no, she ain't no diva. She's a diva. Yeah, I know. Um, Lilymon is back. Also, Cedarmon can fly. Okay, what's the point of Airdramon though? Yeah, what is the point of this? Mimi's parents almost kill some cops. A cab. That's right. They do almost. They, they're like they are like they are frantically searching for Mimi. They will not leave her behind. They're driving like Grand Theft Auto style, and we, there's like some cops like just getting discovering donuts, and they and they both talk like this because the New York, New York City, City police officers. New York. And Mimi's parents almost run them over, and then they're talking about how like they they thought they escaped all this stuff when they left Japan, and then Mimi says like I don't want to move again, and I'm sure Mimi doesn't want to move schools. And then they see Lily Mon, and they're like, I saw that pink thing before, and I would die, but follow her. She almost took Mimi from us. Yeah, and like, I was she like, protects Mimi. Paolo was just in your house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we get the... Someone literally says, forget about it. I think that's the, the cop. The cop. So then we... They're battling Cherry Mon, things are not going well. Which, I I will say, I liked all three of these episodes a lot. The Cherry Mon thing is, like, such a weird, like, ignition of conflict. Yeah. It make, it's like... They couldn't have had, like, a bad Digimon show up, because that's been happening everywhere else. They had to have Cherrymon attack a random tree, and now Cherrymon's on the raid. I think I think this is weird for it to be the first stop on our world tour. Yeah. If it had been, like, stop number three, yeah. and, like, oh, it's gonna be, like, a camp time in New York City with Mimi. Like, yeah, uh, and, I, and I wish, I like, fully do not believe that Lilymon could not have taken Cherrymon. <laughs> yeah. I think Mimi could have taken Cherrymon. Yeah. <laughs> He's old. Um, she would have grabbed one of those cherry pits and fucking launched it back at him like, I've had enough. <laughs> I think... They needed Mimi's this... mom in her car to run Cherry Mon over. <laughs> I, I think this could have worked if they had gone with the narrative of, like, because all this turmoil in the digital world, like, all the Digimon are, like, on edge and, like, off-kilter off and, like, they're behaving erratically. Okay. But I think they needed to either establish that explicitly and or have that be, like you said, the third or fourth stop on the tour. They also could have just had Cherrymon so they doesn't like other trees. 
and said... It's like he does not recognize that it's not another cherry mod. Phil says that he doesn't like other trees. And I think it's funny, but it's, like, weird. <laughs> it's weird because we're supposed to, like, the stakes are supposed to be high. Yeah. I think what could have, should have happened instead is I think that Cherry Mon should have been the tree in Westfall Center. Yes. And they like had in to, disguise. And they had to, like, fight him. Yeah, that would have been so much better. Because we also make an establishment later on that, like, oh, these Digimon are not evil. They're just kind of scared and confused. Even though, like, Triceramon seems evil. <laughs> yeah. So, then, things went looking well for Michael and Mimi and Davis and their Digimon and uh, Lou and or Phil and Larisamon. Mm-hmm. And then they're all tangled up in Cherrymon's vines, and then we see a well, solar ray, and it's Maria and Centarumon. Mm-hmm. And then we get a Sub Zero Ice Punch from Phil and Frigimon. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, no, Steve and Frigimon. Yeah. So. And Carapace Cannon from, or Carapace Blast, or whatever it is, Tortamon's Tack. Well, he, he was the one that was peeing, remember? Oh, yeah. And Tatum and Aerodramon show up as well. So. Which, like, three of those characters are people from the first Scream movie, which I don't know if that's supposed to be an intentional reference. Mm-hmm. Probably not. But, like, Steve is a normal F name, but Tatum is kind of specific. I think that's, I think she's, Phil's just Canadian. Yeah. I think Phil is supposed to be from, no, Phil's from New York, we said. Mm-hmm. Maria? I don't know, she could be from anything. Definitely not a white girl, though. Like, yeah. Steve and Frigimon? Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. So, then we see that they team up together to subdue Cherrymon, and they bring all of them to Central Park, send them all back into the Digiport, including Palmon and Betamon and all of the other Digimon. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'd be kind of pissed if I was like, I'd be like, where's my friend out? Yeah. And then Mimi and Mimi's parents confront them in the park and, like, are happy to see Mimi, but then also, like, confront Davis out of everybody of, like, yeah. what's going on here. Do they, do they even know who Davis is? Probably not. Yeah, like, they have no reference for Davis. Like, Mimi's met Davis before, but... And I was like, where's Michael's her? dad? <laughs> yeah. Where's Mr. Handsome movie star? Yeah. Where's Channing Tatum? Tatum. That was so conscious. I'm sure because we just said Tatum, that's why he came to my brain. So, meanwhile, in Hong Kong, old man fights Cloud. That's right, he does. We see an old man fighting Mojiamon, mm-hmm. and it is the grandfather of the Poi Brothers. They jump into action. They jump into action with Sayakomon. I thought it was Shakomon. Shakomon. It's spelled like Sayakomon. Sounds oh, okay. like Shakomon. They are cute. Like, they um, are cute. I, I love Shakomon and Digimon Survive. Yeah. And then uh, the Digivolve to Clobberpuss. Digivolve into... <laughs> or Octolock. No. What is it? Pokemon. Grapplock? Grapplock. So, they all have Shakomon and they all Digivolve into Octomon, which I think is like a little lame. Yeah. The Boy Brothers, they simp for Kari, who literally descends onto the scene like an angel. Yep. The boys are not buying that they are part of an elite society. Yeah, they just... Because Izzy has a terrible sales pitch. Yeah, he does. But... Jenai figures Kong, it out. Hong Kong Jenai. Jackie. Jackie. Jackie Chan. That's what it is. I think, oh, it's, I think to... it's supposed to be like Benjamin Franklin. Oh. Um, Jackie Chan. Interesting. We'll see what the other ones are called. Because I don't know who, like, what famous person from Russia is going to be. Vladimir. Or like. No, no, this was pre No, it wasn't pre Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, Stalin. His name, if his name is like Stalin. Is there like a 
good Russian like heroic figure that people outside of Russia know about? Um, I think Catherine the Great people respect. Right, she's Russian. Right? What if it's a lady? I I I know that it's not, but it would be cool if it was a lady Jedi named Catherine. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like it's as Americans like because of the Cold War, the entire like 20th century was when like the vast majority of like accessible popular media came about. Like there was a lot of anti-Russian propaganda here, well, so like they weren't really. I remember there was a lot of like Russian characters involved because I I keep remembering that. I am old enough to have watched Captain Planet, mm-hmm. and one of the kids in Captain Planet is Linka from the Soviet Union. Oh, they say in the intro. That's cool. So it's like cool that it's like interesting to have for me to have that point of reference to like, oh yeah, I do know something from like Cold War era. Yeah, like, I think there might be a couple like Olympians, like I think figure skaters and gymnasts from the like eighties. I think that were like pretty well yeah. known. But I don't, so, I don't. I don't know those sports very well. This is my other reference for like two thousand and one when this came out. It's not that long after like the dissolving of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, um, I did think of just two Russian icons that are heroes: tattoo singers of all the things you said. Oh, um, the <laughs> the fake lesbian, the Russian Janai Katya. So they go to like some park in Hong Kong. I don't, I don't know enough about Hong Kong to know like important landmarks and stuff. But they, the Poi brothers, finally decide that they want to take Kari out on a date. So y'all, they'll join. Yeah, they'll play along. Uh, and then they get they get notifications that other men in Asia to do Justin, Yue Han and Ape Mon and Dian and Gorilla Mon are making their way to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But first, they get a distress call from Mina, a just in India, and Maraman, her partner, who are having trouble trying to cross the Indochina border. Yeah, which they're they're in trouble because they're coming into, or they're coming... From India into China. They're running into... The military. The, the Chinese military. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, again, geopolitics. also made a reference to China wanting Hong Kong back. Yeah, and it was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> this, yeah. I was like, I don't know if this was so in the in original. So, in this episode, we see that geopolitical tensions are solved by creativity. Yeah. Because the Digimon are like, oh, we'll just go talk. Like, on, like They need to make contact and say they come in peace. They're going to have they're Kari of getting attacked. It. And I was like, okay, great. They're going to have like a freaking 12-year-old go and explain the situation. Yeah. And then Andrew Mom's like, I'll do it. It's probably less if a Digimon does it anyway. And I'm like, that's right, Queen. Mm-hmm. But also, they're probably going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> so they send one of the Poi Brothers, Octomon, mm-hmm. which uses his squirting ink attack to write in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Or I'm assuming it's either Cantonese or Mandarin. It was Mandarin, because yeah. I recognized it. To say we come in peace, but what all it actually said was "ni hao," which is "hello." It literally just said "hello." Yeah, but that's like that's what's yeah, funny. like it indicates peace. But it's funny that they translated it as "we come in peace" and not just like yeah. So then Hi. the Chinese army make a strategic maneuver to like line dance into a formation that also spells "ni hao." Though. Yeah, like from like a bird's eye view. Yeah. I love Mina. I think she's got such a cute design. She yeah, yeah, she's she makes cool. a cameo in the new movie. Oh, okay. there's a lot of cameos for the international destined in the new movie. Oh, I like that. So they're all back in the park and everything now, and 
Mina says that the, she thinks the Poirier brothers have a crush on Yukari. Yeah, and Maramon is for some reason double cheeked up and clenching. A hot ass. Meanwhile, in Japan. Meanwhile, in Japan, we're at a playground, mm-hmm. and a one little boy is singing along while the girls play, and Moneyon sits down beside him in his like uniform, mm-hmm. and the little kid says, "Hey, what are you doing here, Mister? Are you all alone too? You want to be friends?" And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Who is this mysterious, lonesome boy? Yeah. One this? of the narrators like, who is this mysterious, pathetic kid with no friends? This loser. <laughs> Davis? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it just turns into the narrator also bullying Davis. Yeah. I, I wish, I mean, like, I'm not going to tell you that it's not, that these kid, this kid is supposed to be Momion's human partner, but that would be really cool. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, yeah. So, yeah. Three great episodes, I thought. Great yeah, episodes. Three the Christmas really one. Fun the Christmas one was like mostly like a cutesy, cozy Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But then it, ha- it actually did have a little bit of plot like leading into like this arc that we're entering of like this virus popping up all over the world. And so it's it like. also kind of let useful. us in on what some of the kids from the first adventure are up to. Yeah. But like, oh, like. Because Digimon does remain a story about children, but it's a story about growing up. At least Digimon Adventure is. Yeah. Because we see the, like, oh, now the relationships between, like, the new Justin are more complicated. Because, like, Ty has a little crush on Sora, but Sora has a crush on Matt. Yeah. Um, that's kind of interesting. I don't really care about it, to be that honest. Like, why talk about Sora? You don't talk about her at all already. <laughs> Who's got a crush on Mimi? That's what I want to know. Yeah, me too. Mimi? Mimi's in New York City, like, kitty kitty purr. Boots down. Slay. No, Matt's about to join the mafia with Bowie Jane and Jag. <sighs> I can't. Anyway. Anyway. Big brother. So we've been two days in Digimon Podcast. We have been, and we will continue to be. Yeah. Um, for the foreseeable, foreseeable future. You have a great if you celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, if you're American, a happy Thanksgiving. And if um, you're Canadian, right? And the Thanksgiving story is a lie, but continue to celebrate the love of your family. That's important. Yeah. If you love, if you love your if family. If you love your family, if not, we love you. Yeah, we're, we're your family. We're your mom and dad now. Yeah. This is our family loved one. So, yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, still at Two Gays Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email at twogayspod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O. Mm-hmm. Shout out to communicating through us through email. Mm-hmm. I've been Adam. I've been Michael. And we can catch you on the flip side as we continue the world tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boots. Thank you. Bye.